Welcome to the Great Detectors of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. And uh, I encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Well, before we get started, I want to let you know uh, today's program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners, and I especially want to thank uh, Gary so much uh, for his support. We'll send access to the premium site, which we will do uh, with uh, all donations of $7 or more. Uh, now it's time to uh, talk a little bit about today's show, which is certainly unusual, this comes from uh, the Comedy Theater of the Air. It was hosted by Harold Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd was a uh, comedian whose career began during the silent era, and he went on to produce many films through his own production company. Uh, and his name associated with the theater uh, really did help it to uh, be a success over its 40 weeks on the air from 1944 to 1945. Each episode adapted a Hollywood uh, comedy, and that's the case with today's episode, Having Wonderful Crime. Having Wonderful Crime was actually the title of a 1944 novel by Craig Rice, uh, starring John J. Malone, that was then adapted to a screwball comedy slash mystery. To be honest, I had listened to this program uh, before we did the Malone episodes for this uh, series, but I did not make the connection. Even though the main character was named Malone, the story had a very different flavor from the uh, Amazing Mr. Malone uh, episodes. And it actually correlates a little bit better to the books. When I read the uh, Malone books, it was shocking the difference between the radio shows. Lieutenant Brooks was not there. The police represented by a guy named Von Flanagan in the actual Craig Rice Malone books. In addition, in the books, Malone had a couple of supporting characters, comrades in arms, um, more usually, though, drinking buddies, named Jack and Helene. And uh, they, of course, were completely absent from the radio program. And uh, I only, through reading the books and then checking through the filmography of Craig Rice, the author of the John J. Malone books, did I notice this particular story having a wonderful crime? Uh, so we're going to give you a, a little bit of a sample of what the books were like. So with that said, let's go ahead and take a listen to this episode from June the 3rd, 1945, having a wonderful uh, crime or having wonderful crime.
California, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's comedy, the radio version of RKO's picture success, Having Wonderful Crime. Starring Pat O'Brien with June Dupre and Tom Conway. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we have chosen that mad comedy mystery of three lovable zanies who are having a wonderful crime. And because our play involves three outstanding people, we are happy to present three of the nicest and most talented people in this town, or any town. Pat O'Brien, June Dupre, and Tom Conway. Now, let's uh, get on with the show. When Chicago's famous criminal attorney, Michael J. Malone, together with Jake and Helene, had solved the Wellington murder case, Malone said... This is the last time those two screwball friends of mine will get me to play detective, and I mean the last time. And when goaded on by Jake and myself, Malone has solved the notorious Ricardo case and again outsmarted the police, he said... No, I should have known better. Allowing myself to be sucked in by those two half-wits again, but this is the last time, and I mean the last time. Then, when Malone learned that Helene had traced the murder in the Huntington case and needed his assistance, he shouted... No, 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 no! <laughs> Hello. Yes, this is Michael J. Malone. Oh, uh, no, Helene. Helene, for the last time, the answer is no! I know you've got the murder! All right, pour him some tea, will you? What? what you, you got him in my office? No, 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 no. What? Uh, yeah, all right. Keep him there, of course. I'll pick up Jake. We'll be right over. And keep that pistol pointing in the right direction. Toward your head. Now, I, I warn you. One move and I'll pull this trigger. You, you murderer. The police won't care if I hand you over dead or alive. Uh, now, lady, think of me, your gray-haired murderer. <laughs> this is going to break a poor old heart Well, you you should have thought of that before you shot Huntington Well, you see, I'm impulsive <laughs> You are? Oh, oh that's too bad mm, So is me poor old mother I was just on my way to see her And where is she? In the state prison. Got two more years to go. <laughs> you see, I was... Here we are. Don't move toward that door. Stop, I got a shoot. Where is he, Elaine? Stone! Don't mind me, but you just shot the wrong man. <laughs> Honey, are you all right? Oh, Jake, the murderer, he's behind the door. Look out! Oh, no, you don't, buddy. That ought to hold our tender comrade for a while. Oh, Jake, darling, did he hurt you much? Oh, just broke the skin on my fist. If rapers don't set in, I'll be all right. Are you sure you're all right, honey? Mm, just kiss me. This one's for gallantry under fire. Mm. <laughs> Say, uh, look, uh, I hate to disappoint you, two lovebirds, but I am still breathing. Oh, good heavens, Maloney, are you shot? No, no, and there's just some large mosquitoes in here. <laughs> Uh, look, Malone, you better let me see that shoulder. Oh, that's nothing. That's just a scratch. Yeah, why don't you get her a bigger gun? Cops! The cops! Come on, let's get out of here! <laughs> 
I'm sorry I shot you, Malone. Oh, that's all right. Take nothing of it. I'll do the same for you someday, real soon. Well, look, there's Sergeant Monaghan coming this way. Uh-oh, the pinch is on. Let's duck into this theater. I don't want to go in there. What's wrong? Well, I've seen this picture. Get in there before I carry it. Hmm, personal appearance of Greg Novell, world's greatest illusionist. Uh, three tickets, please. Young man, I was in the line ahead of you, and so were all these other people. I'm sorry, lady, but if I miss the opening chorus, I just can't follow the plot. Come on, kids, in you go. Gentlemen, the great Amovel, the most baffling, vanishing act of all time. He will appear locked in his escape-proof cabinet and will reappear on the platform suspended above your head. Uh, we would like a volunteer to pull the cord. I always wanted to go on stage. I'll pull the cord. Oh, be quiet. Will you sit down or I'll slug you? Uh, <laughs> Malone, slugging a wife is a privilege reserved exclusively for her husband. Sit down, wifey dear, or I'll slug you. That's right, you should slug you. What did you say? Wife! Oh, sure. Didn't she tell you? Uh, we did a little disappearing ourselves today. Mr. Malone, Mrs. Justice. How do you do? How do you do? Congratulations. May I suggest a nice honeymoon trip to South Pole as beautiful this time of the year? No, thanks. We're going to Len Hart Lodge. Uh, you volunteered to pull the cord, madam? I certainly did. Well, here you are, just... Pull the cord for you. Oh, this is fun. Here goes. Oh, there's no one in there. I must pull the wrong cord. Well, the guy probably didn't like the show and went home. And I should have gone with him. Ladies and gentlemen, something has just happened. The great Bobel is doing his disappearing act has disappeared completely. No one is to leave the theater. We've sent for the police. Oh, the police, the police. Here we go again. Let's find the stage exit. I'm sorry, sir. I have orders to allow no one to leave. Oh, I've got to go. I've got a nosebleed. Oh, I see. But uh, how about these people? Never saw them before in my life. I'm his nurse. Uh, I'm his doctor. But I've got orders. <laughs> Get in, honey. We've got a long drive ahead of us. So long, Malone. We're off to Lake Lanehart. So long, kids. Happy honeymoon and good riddance. You deserve each other. And don't forget, Malone, I want to cut of that check. What check? Well, the one you're going to get for defending the murderer in the Huntington case. What are you talking about? What makes you think I'm going to defend that guy? Well, I know. You're always looking for new business, so I left your card on his chest. You left me... You left me... Jake, did you hear that? What can I do? She loves me. So long, Malone. Oh, no, you don't. Huntington case was your idea. If you think I'm going to sit up all night answering questions while the cops grill me, you're daffy. I'm going with you. But, Malone, don't you understand? We're on our honeymoon. So what? I'm going with you anyway. Come on. Here comes Malone. He's the chaperone. <laughs> And now back to Harold Lloyd and tonight's old gold comedy theater presentation, Having Wonderful Crime, starring Pat O'Brien, June Dupre, and Tom Conway. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Uh, this next act might very well be entitled Honeymoon for Three. On the road to Lenhard Lodge, we find Malone, Jake, and Helene. 
Mahone is unhappy, Jake is in love, and Helene is driving. And with that setup, anything can happen and usually does. Mrs. Justice, would you mind keeping both hands on the wheel? Mr. Malone, the two bucks I spent for the marriage license also includes the privilege of kissing my wife. He's just jealous because no one would ever marry him. Oh, yeah? I do all right in my own quiet way. Don't look now, but just ahead of us, the road divides. Oh, now let's see. Was it the left road or the right road? Just avoid the middle, because there's no road there. It's just a big tree. <laughs> How about the left road? No, no, that wouldn't be the right road. How about the right road? No, no, that would be the wrong road. Uh, I guess I'm with the wrong people. <laughs> By the way, darling, there's something I forgot to ask you before we were married. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's all right, Jake. She's a big girl now. <laughs> we had more privacy in the Pentagon building. What were you saying, darling? Uh, I forgot to ask you... Can you cook? Why, no. I thought you could. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I figured on doing the knitting. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Mama loves Papa. And Papa's burning up with love for Mama. <laughs> I, uh, I guess you two know about the birds and the bees. <laughs> We hit something? <laughs> Helene, honey, you said it was the left road. Well, I was looking through the mirror. Oh, that's just what I love about you. No, let me out of here. I'm walking the rest of the way into the nearest bar. Mr. Bartender. Uh, yes, miss. May I have a glass of sherry? Oh, certainly. Say, aren't you Phyllis Gray, the diving champion? That's right. I thought I'd seen you in a lot of dives. <laughs> oh, that was a dandy. Uh, you're here for the aquatic meet at Lenhart Lodge, aren't you? From the looks of the posters all over your bar, I must be. Oh, you know, I love the water. An uncle of mine was a great diver. One time he stayed underwater for three weeks. He hit a rock. Oh. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, that's a dandy, all right. All right. I hope the bourbon is better than that joke. I was talking to the lady. Oh, how do you do? Well, haven't we met somewhere before? Said he with a great deal of magnanimous charm. <laughs> we certainly have. Well, I'll admit that I didn't expect that answer, but it's... Nice to renew an old acquaintance. Is it? Evidently, you don't remember when we met before. Uh, oh, you don't say. The people of the state of Illinois versus Frank Lombardo. Oh, sure. Sure, now I remember. You were the witness with the dimpled knees. <laughs> you tried to make a perfect liar out of me. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, 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 let me explain. You see, when I'm representing a client at the bar, I'm one person. But when I'm parked at the bar with a beautiful gal, I'm somebody else. I'm really two people. Well, three's a crowd. Maybe I'd better leave. No, no. No, no. Habeas corpus. And members of the jury would agree 
Not a bad corpus, either. <laughs> Don't look now, Helene, but doesn't that man remind you of someone we know? Mm, he looks like Michael J. Malone, but he can't be. We left him on the road walking back to Chicago. Friends of yours, Mr. Malone? No, just barflies in the ointment. Now, uh, <laughs> as I was saying... Isn't that Malone... It's open season with him all the year round. All wolf and a yard wide. And him with a beautiful wife upstairs. Oh, Malone. Oh, well, if I must, I must. Is uh, Papa's honey? Oh, no, he's much too tired. Oh, uh, Miss, uh, um, what is your name? Phyllis Gray. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Miss Gray? Meet shaky and breathless. <laughs> Now, will you two scram? Now, Michael J. Malone, that's no way to talk to newlyweds. Newlyweds? Why didn't you say so, Mr. Malone? Well, as a matter of fact, I was just getting around to it. In fact, I was going to invite you to come along on their honeymoon. Now, wait a minute, Malone. Oh, don't worry, Jake. I'll take care of everything. Who protects the poor working girl? Who protects the rich working girl? Who protects any working girl? Michael J. Malone. She doesn't even have to be working. <laughs> uh, look, Malone... I'm a married man, so I'm not interested any longer. But, uh, Go on. There's a fee for legal advice, you know. Uh, how, how do you manage to attract all these beautiful women? Hmm? Oh, uh, oh, I just take a big mouse trap and I put in a piece of cheese, and when they come out for the piece of cheese... They get you. Naturally. <laughs> I beg your pardon, but are these two newlyweds? Yes, bartender. Ghastly, aren't they? Well, I don't mind. Say, how about kissing the bride? Well, certainly. That's a wonderful idea. <laughs> I've got to get married more often. This should call for a drink for the bride and groom. Say, drink for the bride and groom? Wonderful idea. What do they have, Jake? Soda or water? Soda. Bartender? Two Mickeys with soda. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. No, no, hold it, bartender. I got a better idea. Folks, the happy groom would like to buy a drink for the house. Champagne for everybody. Malone, what are you saying? I said champagne for everybody. Oh, well, it, it was a sweet gesture, Malone. We'll be seeing you. No, no, don't bother. Just, just sign the tab, sonny boy. Oh. Give him the check, bartender. Okay, here you are, sir. Uh, nothing like buying a drink for the boys. Come along, Mrs. Justice. Good night, all. Oh, Mrs. Justice. Hmm? By the way, uh, just a word of advice. When you carry your husband across the threshold, don't trip. He's the collapsible model. <laughs> Oh, he's a fine man, Mr. Malone. Uh, put a nice tip on the bill, too. Oh, he's one of the finest fellas I've ever... What? Malone? 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 That's me. Well, if it is, your name's on the tab for $147 and uh, $63 tip. No, 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 no! Mr. Malone, what's the idea of dragging me out to the boathouse at this hour? Well, I have a little fishing to do, Miss Gray. <laughs> Certain fish bite better at night, I hope. Fish of the Malone type? Oh, such lack of faith. All right, into the canoe, step down. 
Aren't you going to take any oars with you? Oh, what do I want with oars? I use my arms for paddles. I do it the hard way. <laughs> oh, uh, say, I, you know, I forgot to ask, can you swim long distance? Yes, and if necessary, I have roller skates that work on water. <laughs> well, aren't you going to get in? Hey, Malone! Malone! Uh-oh. Pull the boat alongside the float for a minute. Malone, we need you. What is this? Don't stop to ask questions. Just come along. This is important, Malone. So is this. Well, come along, Malone. Come along. Oh, go away, Phyllis. Mr. Malone, I'm drifting. Throw me an oar. Back as soon as I can, honey. Come on now, Helene. What gives? Well, we went up to the suite. We found a trunk that didn't belong to either of us. It was unlocked, so we opened it. Where'd you pull out this time? A rabbit? A body? Oh, huh? Anybody I know? I tell you, Malone, we found a dead man in the trunk. Oh, housing shortage. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, if we're going to play games, I got a gal out there. I'd rather play post office. <laughs> but, Malone, it's no game, believe me. And it's really on the level, huh? Oh, on the bright. What are we going to do, Malone? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Yes? What, Malone? I'm going to pack up and leave, quietly. But, Malone, you don't understand. The trunk is in your room. The trunk is... No, 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 no. Oh, this is fun. of having wonderful crime starring Pat O'Brien, June Dupre, and Tom Conway. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Yes, trouble seems to go looking for Michael J. Malone. Trouble sometimes spelled out Jake and Helene. And other times just plain trouble, such as finding a trunk in his room at Lenhart Lodge with a dead body in it. And then later finding that same trunk and same body missing. Malone, I tell you, there was a trunk in the room with a dead man in it. Bodies, dead ones in particular, just don't walk out of hotel rooms. Well, if there's no trunk and no body, with nothing to worry about. Because where there's no body, there's no crime. <laughs> Isn't that right, Counselor? Now, look. That trunk's going to show up somewhere. If there's a body in it, you can bet your last buck they'll trace a little surprise package to us. It never fails. In that case, we'd better find it before someone else does. Hello, desk. Uh, this is Mr. Justice. Do you know anything about a trunk being taken out of 205? No? Okay, thanks. Oh, 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 wait a minute. What's this lying on the floor? Oh, it's the kind of paper they put on shelves. It is, huh? It just happens to be a theatrical poster, that's all. Why, that's the picture of the great Movell. The guy who disappeared. But what was he doing here at Lenhart Lake? You can read, can't you? It says right here on the poster, the great Movell, master illusionist, Lenhart Auditorium, June 1st. Then he played here before we saw his act in Chicago. Throw that rope over the poster, Movell. Go on, hurry up. Okay. There, that's all covered. Come in. I'm Mr. Winslow, manager of the hotel here. The clerk told me about your trunk. I'm frightfully upset. That makes it unanimous. I don't understand how anyone could have taken it out without our seeing it. And the gentleman I'd wanted to ask about it, the one in 203, checked out of the lodge early this evening. What gentleman? A uh, Mr. Fred King. Did you recognize him by a picture? Why, yes, I think so. Elaine, take the robe off that poster. Alagazam, abracadabra. There you are. Oh, that's him, that's him, that's Fred King. That, my friend, is the great Novell. Why, the porter said he saw him prowling around the room while you folks were downstairs. He did, huh? Well, it was his last prowl. He's been murdered. Murdered? Not here in my hotel. He was here inside that trunk. 
Well, we'd better call the police right away. Uh, uh, police? Oh, here we go again. Of course, we'll all be available in case they want to ask questions. Just a minute, Mr. Winslow. Just a minute. I wouldn't be in a hurry to call the police. You see, there's your hotel to think of, and things like this can ruin you. Besides, we've done a bit of dabbling in these things ourselves. Now, you take the Huntington case. Ouch! Oh, did I step on your foot, Sid, darling? You certainly did. Anyway, don't worry your pretty little head, Mr. Winslow. We'll have a trunk and everything in it. Including Mrs. Justice, I hope. Before you can see Michael J. Malone. Well, uh, shall we say 24 hours? Shall we say a day? In less than that. Good night. Good night. My dear girl, may I be the first to present you with a combination detective diploma junior G-man badge. Good night. Oh, Malone, where are you going? Mr. Justice, just let us say I am allergic to you. Now, look, Malone, we're all in the same boat. The boat? Boat? The boat? Oh, yes. Um, pardon me, I've got to see a dame about a canoe. Phyllis! Phyllis! Calling someone, Malone? Oh, hello, Mr. Winslow. What goes on? Well, earlier this evening, Mrs. Justice mentioned the Huntington case. No, no, no. She said, uh, my hunting case. Oh. And so I did a little sleuthing on my own. Oh, you found the body. No. I learned the police are looking for you in the Huntington murder case. Well, Mr. Winslow, I also did a little sleuthing. I learned that Fred King, alias the great Movell, who supposedly checked out of the lodge, never checked in. Now, how do you explain that? I think we understand each other, Mr. Malone. I'm sure we do, Mr. Winslow. I've got a deal for you. Mm -hmm. If it pays off in real money, I'm interested. It pays off to the tune of $12,500. Well, that's a mighty pretty tune. (laughs) It's a deal. Look, I'm no cop. What's the story? Well, uh, you probably already know that Linhart Lodge and all the property here is owned by the two old maid Linhart sisters. Elizabeth, the older sister, invited Mobel here for one night and gave him a check for $50,000 for his performance. 50000 bucks, and I had to be a lawyer. Well, uh, Myra, the other sister, asked me to get the check back. I offered, uh, and offered me 25000 if I could. Now, you see, I handle a great deal of their business. Well, and brother, how you handle them? I approached Mobel, said the old gal was simple-minded, offered to make a settlement... But he wouldn't bargain with me, so... So you knocked him off? Yes, backstage at the theater. And you stuffed him into his trunk, huh? Yes. And I had the trunk shipped up here to Linhart Lodge. I planned to drop it off in the lake. But you beat me to it. Unintentionally, Mr. Winslow. Believe me, unintentionally. You see, when I registered without luggage, the porter figured the M on Movell's trunk must have stood for Malone, so he sent it up to my room. You mean... You didn't tell the porters that it was your trunk? No, no, I didn't have the vaguest idea there was a trunk or what was in it until it was brought up to my room. I thought you were in on it from the beginning, Malone. Well, I always prefer being in on deals at the end. Payoff still goes, doesn't it, Mr. Winslow? Twelve thousand five hundred bucks? Oh, sure, sure, I'll give you the dough. It's here in my inside pocket. I'll get it myself, Winslow. And pardon me while I relieve you of that automatic in your inside pocket. Uh, thanks. No, don't shoot, don't shoot, Malone, don't. What are you doing up there? We had a grandstand seat in this canoe rack. We heard Winslow was looking for us, so uh, we slipped in without paying admission. What's the canoe slipping off the rack, Jay? Oh, look out for your head, Malone. Oh, boom! 
I'm the new nurse. How's the head? Well, I wouldn't know beautiful until you held my hand. Pulse is normal. Never mind my pulse, honey. How about my heart? Did you see the morning paper? How about my heart? It says, prominent criminal attorney solves murder mystery. No kidding. My heart says that? No, the paper. How do you like that? I'm a celebrity. Isn't it thrilling? You know, three weeks ago, we had a tailor who pressed Frank Sinatra's pants. Oh. <laughs> Say, that's wonderful. No, he was in them. <laughs> I'll see who that is. There's a young lady outside to see you. Young lady? Send her in. She's with a gentleman. Give mob. It's a Mr. and Mrs. Justice. Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Justice. No, 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 no. No. No, I'm, I'm going right through that window. Oh, no, it isn't open. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> So closes the story of having wonderful crime. Right now, Pat O'Brien, June Dupre, and Tom Conway are thanks to you for a most enjoyable half hour. Thank you, Harold. I enjoyed everybody. It was a pleasure. Certainly was. Who's on the old gold rocks in there? Well, we're very happy to welcome next week June Allison with Reginald Gardner, Don DeFore, and Bill Williams in the RKO production... Tom, Dick, and Harry. Believe me, I'll be listening. So will I. Me too. Uh, Good night, folks, until next Sunday. See you then. Having a Wonderful Crime was presented through the courtesy of RKO, producers of Enchanted Cottage. Pat O'Brien's next picture is RKO's The Amorous Ghost. Tom Conway will soon be seen in the RKO production, The Falcon in San Francisco. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. This is Bob Williams saying goodnight for old gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, Pat O'Brien would not be my choice to play uh, John Malone. And the no-no-no thing was a bit overdone. In addition, uh, the lack of uh, mystery or the minimization of mystery in this uh, story is uh, notable. But this is one of the big challenges you face when you take a uh, movie of about an hour and a half long and you have to condense it into a 30-minute radio program. Well, we turn now to listener comment and feedback, and Deanna emails in, uh, thank you for all the work you put in the show. Being able to listen to uh, old shows while I'm working uh, makes the days go faster. I was thinking that the amazing Mr. Malone should be renamed the guesswork of Mr. Malone. Just about every show he accuses everyone of the crime and through the process of elimination, arrives at the guilty party. Not very amazing. Well, it's amazing that he hasn't been sued for slander or some other offense. Um, but she goes on to say, uh, thanks again, uh, uh, Adam, and keep up the good work. 
Uh, well, I, I think that's definitely a point. Some of these programs, uh, while they're all uh, old-time uh, radio detectives, they're all uh, very different, and we, uh, I think people listen to them and enjoy them for different uh, reasons. I don't think with the uh, amazing Mr. Malone, one of those reasons uh, is the uh, high quality of mysteries. All right, well, we do have uh, a listener uh, voicemail. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Hey, this is Tom. I uh, listen to the Great Detectives radio show. Hey, I just wanted to say, keep up the good work. See ya. Well, thanks so much, Tom. I appreciate you taking the time to call in. And you two can call in and leave your message, uh, 208-991-4783. And uh, that will actually do it for today. Uh, you can send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>